0: Doesn't she look like my sister? She's so beautiful. Oh this, my gosh. This is why she's my favorite. <laughs> anyway, let's welcome Pastor Gloria everybody. Thank you, sir. Good morning. Woo! I could have just stayed with that praise. Ha Shandai. Woo! Are you guys ready? Yeah, I don't believe you. I'm ready. I tell you, I, I have said this before. I'm like a cat with a mouse in my teeth in all four paws. It's always so wonderful coming back to this house. You guys are the best. We love this church, of course, because I know that this church was not a good idea. But 17 years ago, it was built on a God idea. And that idea is still here. That anointing is still here because it's built on a, a strong rock. Oh, my gosh, these glasses. I think I grabbed the wrong ones, but I'll be good. I'll be good. But Bishop and I are always so excited to come back here because the Spirit is always ready. Say ready. ready. When we come in this house, we don't have to try to work up the anointing. You know, when we've preached out other, other homes and houses where people go to church, sometimes it's not the same anointing, and we have to fight the good fight just to get through. Amen. Amen. Uh, Denise said to me last night, she goes, uh, you need to tell a joke. And I said, well, when the people that don't know me, so it's nice to meet new, new friends and family here today and all the old friends and family. But I said, I am the joke. I make up more funny things as I go along, you know? And my son said, you know, Mom, they're not laughing at with you. They're laughing at you. <laughs> I say whatever gets the job done, amen? Uh, but this is such an amazing, amazing, amazing house, and you know it starts from the head on down. So I just want to say how proud you know Bishop and I are all of you because if it weren't for you, honestly, this house would cease to exist. Because it's your your love and your faith and your prayers and your tithe and your giving that just makes. This happened. And so we feel the presence of God already this morning. I love Psalms 127.1. And it says that the Lord, unless, excuse me, unless the Lord builds a house, those that labor and they labor in vain. And I'm telling you something, we're working together as a team at Faith Builders Church. Amen. Yeah. And I, I just can't say thank you enough for all that's going on here. We hear great things and we're so thankful that God has a, a more sure foundation in this house. So are you all a part of this this morning? Yeah. Okay, I, I have a a funky little title. I happened to read something in Proverbs and it stuck out to me. And I'm gonna call my title this morning, Is There a Lion in the Street? Is There a Lion in the Street? It's found in Proverbs and it's so tiny that you almost don't find it. But it's really the heartbeat of what's going on in our lives today. You know, we live in a world today in the last year, you have to admit it has really changed. Not only have we had to fight harder in the spirit for things that we want and believe for, but the world system has changed like on a dime. And because of that, you know, we have to know who we are in Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, the Bible says, though a thousand fall to my right and ten thousand fall to my left, nothing, say nothing, (laughs) nothing (laughs) shall what? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody got it. far. Nothing shall come near me, uh, you know, so listen, it doesn't matter. Keep your vision. I'm going to be talking on circumstances this morning. Keep your vision on Christ. You know, they say that a dove only can look one direction at one time. And our direction should be in the direction of the word of God in Jesus Christ this morning. Amen. So this, this particular scripture that I found um, is about a man. And this man, we'll turn to that scripture in just a moment, but this man actually is, does not have a name. You know, he, he was so not a part of what God was really saying and doing that he didn't even have a name, and sometimes names are not mentioned. Most of t- the time men's names are mentioned, right, ladies, in the Bible? <laughs> but we know that we're of one gender. That's good. But I believe that this, this man that I'm going to talk about today Really identifies with every one of us in this room, and I always say that you know it starts with me. It starts with me. I don't want to preach at you. I want to be an example to you, and you know, and because we're all in this together, we're you know we're we're standing on the promises of God and and wanting to go further, what God has for us and in, in our purpose, and so I identify with this first, Amen. But it's about a man, and I I, I will read this that has given up. And this man has actually lost hope. And you wonder what, why I would know that because of his conversation, that the next thing that he says. And, you know, it's always you can figure out a man in his heart by a five-second conversation of where they really stand and what they believe. Now, I'm just referring to believers today, okay? Are you a believer today? All right. So, you know, our conversation is everything in the heart of the Father. It's everything. In the heart of the Father. You know, we just think we can say what we want and do what we want and and, and, and that we're going to get away with that. But there's always a, a, I call it the scale of balance. You do this and God will do this. So you want whatever you do, whatever you say, that balance, that God will bring it up just a little bit more. Can you say amen? amen? So I believe this morning, as I was putting this lesson together the last few days, that I already was in prayer. I was bathing this in prayer, and I already know in my heart that there are those of you today that your hands are hanging low. And it's not just because of what's going on in the world system today. I mean, that's a lot of it. Get, out, get your faces out of the media. Come on, somebody. Get it into the Word of God. But I believe that, that you know, this, man, uh, this man's example really should change us today by what not to do. Okay, here, you ready for it? Yeah. I know. I, I know. I've been building this up, and it's so tiny. You're like, Pastor Gloria. <laughs> Proverbs twenty-two thirteen says this, and it's such an important truth. That's what I love about the word. It doesn't have to go on and on and on and on for us to adhere to what it says. But it's just a, a portion of Scripture. But it says this in Proverbs twenty-two thirteen: the slothful man saith. He's got a little bit more. (laughs) The slothful man saith, there is a lion outside. I shall be slain in the streets. There's another version that actually says, the man who's not a self-starter makes excuses. That's not what we're here for. That's not what we're here for. You know, I actually, I, I thought I need to research this, you know, because that's all I found in the scripture about that. And I I thought, well, what can I find out more about this man? So I I looked. I kept looking, trying to research who this man was. Was he fiction? Was he real? You know, you want to know those kind of things. And I found something in my research in Benson's, uh, Benson's commentary, and it says that this man was real. And that, you know, he was a slothful man that wanted to lay around. Now, this isn't about being slothful in the natural, okay? But he wanted to lay around and make excuses for everything. He wanted, he wanted, and that also this research says that this man lived nowhere, say nowhere nowhere in proximity to a lion hundreds and hundreds of miles away but he had this excuse instead of getting up and going to work he said I will not go out because there's a lion in the street and I surely will get slain now let's look at that as a spiritual connotation this morning because in the spiritual connotation it's the same thing family we make all of these excuses We have so many excuses, why I can't, how come I shouldn't, how come this. I mean, we have myriads of excuses rather than stand up and know that Jehovah God lives on the inside of us, that we're not of our own according to Romans, that the greater one not only lives inside us, but there's a temple, say a temple, there's a temple in here. And And because of that temple, we have the nature of God. You know, I, I, I'm staying in my daughter's beautiful home, and every morning, we know all the neighbors, Bishop and I, because we go out and have coffee, and I, I'm in my, my pajamas and my robe, and not, I said to this one lady, we know all the neighborhood people, right? And I said to her, can I knock on your door before I go when I'm cleaned up? <laughs> I said, I'm, it's going to be a surprise, I promise you. But while I'm out there every day, and you, you can attest to this, honey, there's this mockingbird, that's right there in this beautiful palm tree, and he begins to sing. He's got all these beautiful, I mean, just one dialect after another. You know, you just can't even keep up with him. And I look forward, honestly, to seeing him every day because he's happy, he's joyful. But that's not the reason I'm saying this. When I look at a bird, and I look at him doing what he does, and he does it so well, the reason he does that and he can be so joyful and, and do all this musical things out of him is because the nature was placed on the inside of him. You see, the bird already has the nature of what to do. And yet, come on, family, and yet we have the nature of God. Come on, you've heard, is this a Baptist church? Come on, say Amen. I'm Italian, and I have to have some feedback. I don't care what time it is in the morning. But God, we have the very nature of God that resides on the inside of us today, and yet we can't follow what the Word of God says. We make our own choices. You know, it breaks my heart, even during this pandemic time, that this church, not only should it be full, it should be having three services a day, three services on Sunday, a big service on Wednesday. And, and that, you know, I'm just going to throw the side note out to all of us this morning. And it's up to us, I bragged on every one of you this morning, family, am I telling you the truth, to bring somebody, to encourage somebody that's not here, to say, you know what, what are we doing? we got the greatest thing going on here in Phoenix. we got the word of God. We can stand together. You know, there's safety in numbers. And God has something. But yet, this man says, he believed his circumstances more than what God's Word says. God's Word is sharper than a two-edged sword, and it cuts asunder everything that we need. God goes before us with that sword. The blood of Jesus on the cross already took care of it, and yet we just continue in our same slothful way. You know, we may not say that we're slothful, But we're slothful when it comes to a lot of things that we need to be doing spiritually this morning. You know, uh, here's what 2 Corinthians 3.18 says. It says, we should be moving from glory to glory. Not going backwards. Not living like the world lives. Not enticing ourselves with the way the culture of the world is. But I'm telling you, Jesus is on his way, and we got to have a new circumstance. And that says, you know what? I'm going to put on my big boy and big girl's panties, and I'm going to take off, and I'm going to do the will of God because you have a destiny to fulfill. And if we're not fulfilling the destiny, we are doing this. We're continuously walking backwards, walking in a circle. We're going nowhere. And then yet, we have the audacity to complain and murmur. Oh, it's not going very good in my life. Things aren't happening for me. You know what? Satan wants you to embellish your negative thoughts. He wants you to slew them out of your, spew them out of your mouth. He wants you to continue believing that, you know what, I tried that. You know, I tried that, but you know what? It didn't work for me, so I'm just going to go back to the world. I'm going to have, you know, a a prophet once said, you you know, you can't ride a horse in two different directions at the same time and then expect your circumstances to be different. Come on, church. Do you want your circumstances to change? Come on, say, I want it. it. Say, I want it. I want it. Well, he's an if-then God. If you do this, this blessing is going to happen to you. Now, don't get me wrong. God's already fulfilled it. We don't have to work ourselves up to have things. I, I'm not even applying that. Those that know me know that. But I'm saying to you, if I want my circumstances to change in my life, then my life has to change to believe what God says. I have to, I have to do that. I'm telling you, I don't want to be bound to the lie. I don't want to be bound to the lie that my Jesus died Took the stripes on his back for anything and everything that I need. And I'm going to curse him afresh. Oh, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to wake up and the first thing's going to be on my mind is Jesus. Giving him glory. Listening to praise music. You know, turning on teacher teaching. Giving him all my praise. And not because he's been so good to me, but because he deserves it. He deserves it. This is why we do what we do. Because God has something greater. God has something so great for this house. I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it. But unless we change and stop doing the same things, and I'm proud of you. Every one of you are here today. God bless you. And, and, and I know there are circumstances why people aren't here today. But I know a lot of people in this house today should be, sh- that come to this house should be in this house, and they're not. They're not in here because they adapted to the culture of COVID. They've adapted to the culture of what man says. God said, let all man be a liar, but let God be true. I want the truth to rule and reign in my heart. I want it to be an umpire in my heart. I don't want to bow my knee to Baal. You know, when I think about this man, I I, I think uh, this man in the scripture, the slothful man, if he could have just heard Elijah's cry and then he, at Baal, you know, he said, Bring it on. Give me some more water. Let's do it. He cried. And he cried. Come on. I'm going to make a show of you openly. You know, he was not defeated by what man said or did. Elijah was amongst the mockers. They mocked him, they ridiculed him. That's what the world does, it wants to put us in a box. But when we open a box in the world, it's Pandora's box, family. And we're letting all the world come into us. All the world come in. We have to be the shining light for Jesus Christ. Yeah. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come to him except through the Father. We need to be shining a beacon in the world today, not changing for the culture. What is the culture? Is it, is it helping you? I mean, I'm not, listen, if if, if I don't tell you the truth as a covering, the blood is going to be on me. You know, when you whip your children for going in the street, some don't, some reason, I don't, I didn't. But when we do that, you know what? All we're doing is pacifying the situation. Woo! I'm not going to pacify the situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Charles Spurgeon said this. Because we need a spiritual transfer, can you say amen? amen? It's letting it go. Today's your day to let it go. His mercies are new every day. Amen. Charles Spurgeon quoted this: "If we can give our circumstances to God when they overpower us, we if we excuse me, if we can't give our circumstances to God when they overpower us, we do not believe in Him at all." Come on. Come on. I'm not going to let the rocks cry out for me. I'm not going to do it. When I wake up in the morning, I want to say, you know what, God? You're the God of the impossibility. You're the God that makes the mountains move for me. Whatever I ask according to your will is going to come. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to murmur about it. I'm going to shut my mouth. I've had to tell myself so many times throughout the years, just slap me silly, Gloria. I'd slap my face. Shut up, shut up, shut up. You know, sometimes this message, listen to me, is not for for weak people. This message is for mature. So we don't want any children out there with whiskers. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We want to be mature. This house is meant for maturity. This this house has always been meant for the meat of the word. You know, I'm not going to tell you, oh, you know, everything is okay. I'm going to tell you, get our acts together. God has a purpose for you and you and you and you. And if you just sit back and do nothing, are we any different than the man that says, the lions are out in the street. Every time you make an excuse for yourself to live the way you want, to do what you want to do outside of the word of God, you know what you're saying? There's a lion in the street, and if I, if I try to break free, it's going to eat me. Listen, Satan sets up traps. Satan sets up traps, family. You think, oh, it don't affect me. Ha, it will. (laughs) It's going to affect you because what goes up comes down. What goes around, you know what the world says, what goes around, you know, it does what it does. So anyway, so anyway, excuses are no more than lies. Lies. In your heart from Satan I want to I want to switch it a little bit around today and I want to talk about the house of God uh, including this you know I just think about Satan and how he preoccupies us with everything and you know the sad thing is we also give him we give Satan rope and room to hang us we're our worst sabotagers. we sabotage ourselves all the time all the time all the time and so Satan is doing, uh, yeah, Satan's doing a lot of things that we allow. Come on, amen, am I telling you the truth? We have to allow it in our life for Satan to come in and do, not certain things, of course. There's certain things that attack us that not, it's not our fault. But I'm just saying, for the most part, living our life out loud, we get attacked, and we allow it to get, get attacked. But I think, this is my theory, I really believe this is spiritual. My theory to the matter is this that he's got bigger fish to fry. And why do I say that? Because I'm looking at this church that's empty, half empty this morning, and it breaks my heart. It just breaks my heart. What happens is when, when we, you know, grace is wonderful. I'm a graciest. I know I don't sound like it, but I am. I need it every day of my life, and I'm so appreciative for it. But the bottom line is this. When Satan comes in and we allow him to come in, it's really against the house of God. Because how can we, now think about family, how can we, as a family of God, go and do the things? I wrote some things down if, we're, if we allow the devil in our house every day. If we, the, and how about this house? This house has got to line up with this house, yes. the house that lives in us. This is what we have to do. There's got to be a spiritual alignment. And so anyway, here's some of the things this church has always been he want you know he wants us to fight against each other he wants to fight against uh, our families, he, you know you know the scenario. You all got your own demons that you're dealing with. <laughs> Me too. But anyway, Ephesians 4.12 is what this house was built on 16 years ago. And before that in Beloit, Wisconsin, it was written all across the front for the work of the ministry. Ephesians 12, just all all up on there, that we have to work for the kingdom. We have to work. And so here's some of the equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, winning the lost. When is the last time you've done that? When is the last time that you've actually reached out into somebody's heart in the grocery store, in the parking lot, you know, wherever you're at in school or whatever you're doing? Did you reach out? I'll do these quickly. Healing the sick. That's what we're supposed to do, bringing friends to church. How about this? Here's a a new concept. Don't expect the church to uh, disciple all the time. When we saved people back in the day and led them to Jesus Christ, we invited them out for tea and crumpets. We had them to our Bible study. We prayed with them over the countless hours over the telephone. We were there if we had to go to the hospital. We didn't put that all up on the pastor or the pastor and elders. Come on, wake up, church. Woo, say that's right. know what I'm saying it's it and that's right so we got work to do we got kingdom business we can't live in our little small world of coming to church and going to work and doing our cultural thing we've got to partner in the crime that's on the outside years ago Bishop he should have read a written a book but he preached it get the seed out of the barn you know everybody wants this well, once you get up here, you're going to have more battles than you ever can imagine. Not everybody's equipped for that. But the work of the ministry is equipping the saints. I look back at the years, before, uh, 12 wonderful years, before we actually went into full-time ministry. And I'm going to tell you something. Bus ministry, evangelism, going down to the street, getting the hookers and coming to our house for a Bible study, telling them, you know, just come on, we got a party going on. We, and they came, we got them saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, legs growing out. Come on, arms growing out. Marriage is saved. Then we established them in the first assembly of God. See, we've got a work to do. And I swear to you, the more you do, I, I, my list goes on. I'm not bragging on this. I'm just giving God the glory, all we did throughout the years. And you know what? I'll tell you something. When you're reaching out, come on, church and you're not all tied up in your own situation, something miraculous happens. You know, when the Bible says, family, given it shall be given, I'm going to tell you something straight up, okay? Okay, we're not going to have jacked up minds here. This is straight up, that when we give, it's every area of our life. You've seen into someone's life that's having marital problems, and you love them to life, or you reach out, and you touch someone that's sick and you lay hands on them and you invite them to church then I'm going to tell you something something spiritual magic happens and you get so energized you get so happy and fulfilled and you know what many a times I've had my little feet steamrolled over and if that's you today say that's a good thing because you know God corrects his children but it's in a good way, man, a positive way, because everything that God lays out in the Word of God is for us. He has our back. He died for us. He loves us. He quifted us, that we have all power, all authority. We have we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We own it all family. But unless we operate under the principles of the law of God, now, now, I'm not saying works. I'm talking about there is the works, and then there is the law of God. When we press into the law of God, whoo, nothing, nothing's going to change us. I mean, we're excited. We're happy. We, you know, we need to be born again and again. You know, we need to stay that on fire every single day for the, for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So I'm excited about that. We're not going to be bound up by Satan to stuff, just trivial stuff. So the big question here, are we so busy in our circumstances? Are you looking out your window and saying there's a lion in the street? I wish I could be more like a Christian. I wish I could give more like a Christian. I wish I could uh, come to church more like a Christian. Or are we going to say, if I do this, I'll be slain in the street? See what I'm saying? You never stop what you begin with. Now hear this by the Spirit because some need to hear this. If you stop what you've always done as a believer, you're going to suffer the consequences. It may not affect you right away. You know, it's like gas in a car, you know. You just get right down to that quick and you go, and it's sputter, sputter, sputter. You know, it can only go so far, right? Well, that's the way it is in kingdom principles. So always do what you always done if they were good. Stay with the program. Don't get fearful. Don't let the devil come in your mind and say, I can't. Is there a lion in the street in that area? Is there a lion? Are you going to be eaten up by that imagination? It's it's all imagination. That's all it is. It's just an imagination. And imaginations come from who? The devil. (laughs) Circumstances is this. Conditions, situations, and surroundings. Conditions, situations, surroundings. All of our noses are growing this morning if we say that you know that we haven't thought about the wine in the street. Amen. John, I love this. John, No, um, well, excuse me, First Peter 5:8 says this. What an amazing truth. Now watch, be sober, be diligent. The devil walketh around as as Do you believe it? All right. as a roaring like lion seeking, whom he may devour. So think about that for just a second. He's only walking around as one. He's only walking around as one. He's not actually the one. Jesus is the one. He already conquered him. What was the last words Jesus said on the cross? Say it with me. It is finished. It's been, a comp- it's been accomplished. It's all done. All we, you know, when we say fight the good fight of faith, you know, the first thing that would, would come to some people's minds, well, I just got to stand up and scream the word, scream the word, scream the word. But fighting the good fight, now I like this. I think I have a, a scripture on that. I'm not for sure. But fighting the good, say good, good, fight of faith means this it's already been done. See, it wouldn't be good if we had to fight in our own strength, in our own power. But how we fight, when we want things, and it's not being, what do you call him a sluggard, a slothful man, a lazy man, just wants to spread off why he can't do something. When God's equipped us with the power that lies within us, now unto him that is able to do abundantly and above all that we may think or ask, according to what? The power that worketh on the inside of us. The power is in us. Plug it in. What do you need, plugged into your marriage? Do you need plugged into your health? Do you need it plugged into your finances? Be sure to be a giver. You want to be blessed. I'm going to tell you, you know what? Don't let the de- devil bind you up with that life. You better give t- so it can be given. Because, And you know what I, what I love? Is I can say that because I'm not the pastor over this house right now. I said, one thing I wanted to say, you know, here's in your own church, is give your money. (laughs) Give it, give it, because it's a blessing to give. You know, what is 10% in the light of eternity? You know, and, and then what's sad is people that don't give or quit giving, you know what happens? They look at... The blessings of others. And here's what happens. Just bear with me. What happens is when we do that, we begin to look at other people's blessings. And the devil says, why are they being blessed and not me? Ooh. Ooh, if that thought's been going through your mind, you better bind it. Better start giving. Better start believing. When back in 19, I hate to even say it, it's dating me, but you all know I'm old. But in 1979, there was a big crash Everywhere, and at that time in our church, we were giving thirty percent. We had two kids, private school. You know, we had a car uh, that was making payments on a house, was making payments on a private school, making payments on it. I had an itty bitty budget. It was the fish. Remember the five loaves? That's how we lived. But you know what? We 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 made our way up to giving thirty percent. And when that crash happened, I thank God for my husband because he said, "You know what?" He said. uh, we're going to continue to give that 30%. Now, I dug my Italian heels in just a little bit, and I said, Well, you know, he's only required 10. I was the devil. I was the devil's advocate, you know. I remember the first time we learned about tithing, I wanted to give a dollar, and I swear I wanted to pay. Oh, look, I got me. No, I really felt that way in my Catholic church. Got a dollar going on. But anyway, he said, We're going to give. We're not going to stop giving because it opens our windows, honey. And it took me a minute, I mean, not a minute to do it because I've always followed hard in the the shadow of my husband and all that. But what happened is he did it, and I began to see the fruit of it. I began to see. And when my other friends, they had to take their kids out of school, and they lost their cars, and some lost their home, and it all started because they lost their giving heart. They got scared the devil bind us up now that's not my message today but that's every area of our life the de- what what fears you the most when you wake up and you see a lion in your street you have to you have to identify that for you because I don't know what that is unless the Holy Spirit uh, reveals that but every one of them in this room know what we battle and what we need to identify with can you say amen, amen. so so you know stay the course win souls. Love people to life. Yes. Frag on Jesus in the earth. This, the earth needs it. People, if you give an ear, a hearing ear, people will talk. You will hear them. You will adhere to it and minister to that. Because you've you got the goods on the inside of you today. Amen. to uh, Timothy says this. It says, and I think I'm not going to go there because I actually got ahead of myself. Is in, uh, I will tell you the scripture, though, First Timothy 6.12. says, fight the good fight of faith. We can't lay down our swords. If you've laid your, down your sword today, pick it back up. God is a merciful God. He loves you even when you drop that sword. There's a scripture that says, you know, that man can fall seven times seven and raise again. But with our God, it's more than that. God is so Awesome. How many times have I tripped up in my own personal life and God just resurrected me from the dead? When I was lonely, when I was hurting and I felt separated and I felt different things in my life that came upon me. The one thing I could identify with was my relationship with Jesus. See, if we have a relationship with Jesus, not a religious experience, but if we have a relationship with Jesus, we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength and the grace will cover us. And in our circumstances, we will be like Jerubbabel when he said this. Grace to the mountain, grace to the mountain, grace to the mountain. Say that with me. Grace to the mountain, grace to the mountain, grace to the mountain. Every one of you have a mountain, and we can speak the grace over it. We can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives us the strength. There is nothing that we cannot do. There is no mountain too high to climb because God is in a thing. And when God is in a thing, and that's us, when God is in it, we can do it. So no more excuses. No more excuses. I don't want to be like that man. I really don't want to be like him. So here we go again. The saddest news is, are you ready for the saddest news? (laughs) Or has some of this been kind of heartfelt? (laughs) I don't mean it like that. I love you guys so much. But the saddest news ever, the bottom line is Jesus cannot manifest one thing in your life. If, you're not a, if you don't trust him as a if-then God. Yeah. If you can't trust him to get wherever you need to do, then I'm going to tell you something. You're never going to fall. You always do what you've always done. And you know what they say. I ain't going to say it, but you know what they say. So <laughs> I'll let you say it. Insanity. Insanity. Leave it to Denise. woo <laughs> I love it. But if you're not applying this application, you know, First faith is, what is it that, like, faith is what? It's first the seed, then the, uh, the grain germinates, and then the leaf. See, the pr- process, there's a process to our life. Amen? But you've got to start the process without the pr- process, you know. And I really believe, you know, and I say this loudly for all of you to hear this in the spirit. Honestly, God God wants us to live a higher standard than, than the, um, watch this. Not only does he want us to live a higher standard In here, because to to him that knoweth to do good, come on, I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it over this crowd. This crowd's a happy crowd. (laughs) For him to knoweth to do good, but did not, to him it is sin. So, you know, there's other churches today that can get away with things that maybe you can't because they don't have a revelation to the truth. But once you've been grounded on truth, the revelation of God's word, and meet in the house, once you've, you've taken that stand, then guess what? We have no more excuses. Woo, no more excuses. I don't want excuses. I want victory. I want to turn my life from excuses to victory because guess what, family? We're being watched. Guess what, family? Your children are watching how you handle your life. You think they're not? You say, Well, I don't have children. Listen, the world is watching you. And they're thinking, You know what? If I was to be sick and dying, or if I was to be going through a crisis in my life, do I really want that person praying for me? That one that calls himself a believer? That one that Misses church every chance they get for recreation do I want to really miss do I want to really ask that person because if they can't take care of their own household how can I trust them but people are looking and it's not that we're perfect say I'm not perfect we are not perfect I do not stand up here amongst you and say that Gloria Pruitt is perfect I am not I am not. I make so many mistakes. I talk negative when I shouldn't, and I slap myself to reality. I mean, I go through everything that you go through. And because I know as a pastor and a covering, part of a covering of this house, if I battle these things, how much more some of you may. So I'm giving you my heart today to bring you out of the muck and mire of where you're at and say, well, you know what? Everybody's in the same boat. If we're believers, if you want victory, you've got to stop your circumstances. You're the only one can stop that imaginary lion in the street. This is, this is a little off color. Can you hand her something off color? Uh, We had a Bible study way back in the day in the 70s, and my Italian aunt got saved. She got born again, and we were teaching faith and how to bind the devil, and we were telling you this is what you got to do. And so the next Friday night when we had our Bible study, she came. She says, I have a testimony, and we had probably about 40 people in our little Bible study. She goes, I have a testimony, and I said, what is it, Aunt Josie? (laughs) <laughs> Big mistake. And she goes, I went home and the devil tried to raise up his head and I said, Listen, you SOB, get the H out of my house. <laughs> and I went, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she, she had her she had a pattern, get the H out of my you SOB. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know. Maybe I could use that lingo, too, if I was desperate. You just never know. But God is so good, and he's good all the time. I have just a few more minutes. Let me just quickly go here. Um, Samuel, but here's a good, on a good note, okay? Samuel 23 talks about a man by the name of Beniah, And the Bible says that Beniah chased a man in the wintertime on a slippery slope, and he caught this lion, and he killed him. He killed him. Now, I want you the one word that stood out to me about Benaiah was not just that it was a wintry day, but the Bible said that he was in a slippery slope. And when even in the times where we're on slippery slopes, even in the time when we feel like our back is up against the wall, there are times when we think, I can't do it. I just, I don't have the strength to do it. You know, emotional strength is everything. So this is why I'll bring this little note, side note again. Get the word lined up with here. Get the word lined up here. Let the revelation come. And so, but the Bible says that he chased that lion on a wintry day and on a slippery slope. He caught that lion and he killed him. Come on, somebody. The Bible is our example to where we're at today. We got to fight the good fight of faith and call those things which be not as though they were, and tell the do- the devil, you know those initials, to get out of our house, get out of our house, be gone in the name of Jesus. If we, you know, I, I'm not a big glorifier of the devil, but I ain't dumb either. There, there is imps. There's imps in this house, not not because they're in the people. But because they're here, they love the word because they love to hear the word to distort the word. The spiritual realm, and then the, then there's these warring angel. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. You know, I experienced a warring angel uh, right before we started uh, this uh, the ministry in Beloit, Wisconsin, and we went to this one little church called Victory in Jesus. I love the name, and the church was small, had about a hundred people in it, and it was little, like from wall to wall. I think there was probably one. Here was my chair, and here was the little opening, and I was standing here. Sometimes we do worship for an hour because we felt the presence of God. ko la la He's worthy of that praise. And I was worshiping God, and I had really long hair at the time, and something hit me. And when it did, it hit me right in the back of the head and the shoulder. My hair went all the way across the, my face, and I'm like... Well, that was rude. So I looked, but nobody was there. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, the woman on the front, front row said, Oh, my God, a roaring angel is flying to the, is flying to the platform. I, I said, God, let me see, let me see. Didn't, it didn't happen, but let me see. And she said, He's up there on the platform right now, and this wingspan is taking up the whole altar. There's angels in this house, but there's enemies in this house. So if we were, if we're, if we're, just, if we're to see the spiritual realm, you either better cover your eyes or run or have faith. Because you're going to see the good and the ugly family. You know what I'm saying? But God has our backs. He's got us hemmed in. He's the God of, of love and deliverance and healing. And, and and from generation to generation, all he wants us to do is stop looking at what we see. It's got to be Somehow, just say if you, you taught your kids, you know, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. But every day they got up and said, well, I don't trust you. Now, maybe it's not in their words, it's not in their, their vocabulary, what they're saying, but they're saying it with here. I don't trust you. You, you know, I don't trust you. Think about that. How, could, how does that make our Father feel when we stay where we've always stayed and do what we continue to do? Can you say Amen. amen. Okay, I'm right on the money here. Let's see what I'm going to miss. I can do all things through Christ Jesus, <laughs> but I, want, <laughs> I just want to end it with this. And this is probably one of, my, one of my most favorite scriptures, so I'll talk about it for just a moment. And it's been, it's been a wonderful scripture to me throughout my, the years that I've been uh, uh, pastoring and uh, so on and so forth. And it's found in 2 Corinthians 10.4. And it says this, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Now watch us casting imaginations. Say imaginations. Say imaginations. You know what imagination's really equal to? Reasoning. I'll finish that in a second. You're reasoning the word. Well, what about this? What about that? I say, what about it? If God said it, so be it. I live my life daily. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what other, let's say, pastors or prophets or whomever say. I live if it's the word, I live it out loud. That's my security. That's my hope. That's my sheer sure foundation. Amen. So we got to cast down weapons of our warfare. Not Okay, now watch this. <clears throat> of reasoning and every high thing. Think about that high thing that does what? Exalts itself against the knowledge. What is the knowledge? Okay, knowledge. your question. <laughs> the, word. the word. The knowledge is the word of God. We have to cast down everything else that comes against the knowledge of God's word. Everything, we have to cast it down. Every day we have to just say, no, I'm going to renew my mind. Now here there, as long as Satan can keep you in that arena, I'm telling you something, you're going to be bound. He'll defeat you. He'll defeat me in every facet of our life. Casting down imaginations of defeat that are being fed to us by the enemy of our soul. And what is that saying? Is there a lion in the street? I want, you, I want to ask you this morning, you know, I want to just, uh, and then I'm going to end. This is my conclusion. Is there a lion in your street? If there is, You've got to catch it, like Vinaya ben- did, on a slippery, a slippery slope, and you've got to kill that thing. And, you know, you've got to, you've got to stand up and say, you know what, maybe uh, 10 weeks I've been in my life, I've, I've, I've not lived the life for God. I put everything first before the Lord. But you know what, it's, it, what's good about God is don't feel like you're in a box. See, the world will put us in a box and take away our freedom. But, listen to me, God's word sets us free. Who God sets free is free indeed. So the bondage that you feel is the lion in the street. That bondage keeps us held captive to our imaginations and the reasoning behind it. It's the enemy. It's the enemy of our soul. You know, the Bible says that he is an ancient foe. You know, he's been around since, well, the beginning of time, amen. He's an ancient foe, and one thing he hates is us. But so we have to move forward in what God's word says and do what God's word says. So we got to cast that imagination down today. I want to end saying this before I say that, but uh, if you, I don't know if, if there's new people here that's never accepted Jesus. And you may even say this morning, you know what, there's a lion in my street. If that's an excuse, just an excuse so you can't give your heart to Jesus Christ today, that's a lie from the pit of hell. And Jesus wants to make your your life new and fresh. He wants to anoint you. He wants to heal you, deliver you. He wants to set you free. No matter what you're facing today, whatever it is, you know, we can make a list of all the, we call them sins, but it's not about that. Jesus comes to give us life that we may have it more abundantly. Jesus comes to break the captive freeze, to take the chains off of our hearts, off of our minds. And that can start today. Well, can you bow, bow, bow your head this morning? If you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor Gloria, that's exactly how I feel today. I feel like I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. Don't be don't let the lion in the street stop you from raising your hand today. No one's going to judge. I remember the first time I accepted Jesus, you know, we were thinking, well, what's people going to think? I'm going to tell you what they're going to think. This church is going to say, hallelujah, another one for the kingdom of God. So if that's you, and even if you want to rededicate your life to Jesus this morning, just give me a, give me a little hand wave. It's not about me, but it's just, you know, there. that's wonderful. Thank you for that hand. Anybody over in this left section, you know, want to just say, I, I need to rededicate my heart, and my thoughts, my reasonings to the Lord. There's another hand, another hand. Thank you so much for that. Let me pray over you, sis, thank you for that hand, I see it. The hands are going up in this small crowd today. There's another hand, oh, I'm so proud. Thank you, Jesus, that hand went up. Let me pray with you this morning. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you, God, that you've not come to condemn us. But you've come to fill us to overflowing, just overflowing of peace and joy and happiness. You come today, Father God, and you see your children saying, here I am, Lord. I'm humbling myself. There's nothing greater, family, than a heart that humbles itself before the Lord. Jesus says, if you humble your heart, I will raise you up. And I pray a blessing over this house right now in the name of Jesus. Everyone that raised their hand, everyone that just keeps seeing that lion in the street. I pray over them in the name of Jesus, the peace that passes all understanding. May God be glorified in and through you today. May this house be filled with people that need you, Jesus. May the anointing from the north, the south, the east, and the west come, just come as a beacon of light over Faith Builders Church today and every church that's preaching the gospel in this valley. Father God, we do not even attempt to think we're the only church, thank you God, We need reinforcement for wonderful people that love you, Jesus, that still say the blood of Jesus matters, that Jesus Christ is the way. Father God, we praise you. We join spiritual hearts together with this valley for all believers. Everyone, everyone from the pulpit down. We love you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let me just say one more thing. I know I'm Italian here. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. That's good enough. But I just thank the Lord for all of you guys. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to love on you this morning and speak a word of truth. Was it a blessing to you? Yeah. I, I hope it was because that's always my heart. My heart is never to stand in a position of a judgment. My heart is always to have the Lord Jesus Christ touch his beautiful family, and you are his beautiful family in every way that you're experiencing something that's not so happy for you today. I love you, God bless you. I'm gonna turn this over to Pastor Barb.